0: to dig into today's episode with you. My loves, today's podcast guest is a gorgeous human by the name of Amy. You can find her on Instagram at inspired to write. She's incredible. She is not only a book doula, but she is a creativity coach. I cannot tell you how much I love this woman and her work and what she's about. In today's episode, she shares so much about what it takes to get your art into the world and why you need to produce shit art. (laughs) She talks about how we block ourselves from allowing our creativity to flow and that art is something that we all produce, no matter if we have a podcast, no matter if we work, no matter if we have children, no matter what it is in the world, we are all artists and that the world needs the magic that you have Amy is incredible. She's Sydney based, you can hit her up on Instagram. She's going to give you all the contact deets. I am so happy that we got to talk because we recorded a podcast before and it got last. So here we are again, without further ado is Amy. So I'm really happy that you're here today again. Thank you for saying yes to doing this because you are magic and everybody needs to know about you. So let everybody know who you is and what you are about, beautiful lady.
1: All right, all right, all right. My name is Amy, and I am an author, um, a creative coach, and a book doula. So basically, what that means is that. I mean, I write myself, so I write fiction, I write historical fiction, fantasy, I tell my own stories, but I also support other creatives, so um, in particular, I work a lot with other authors, so I'm a book doula, I support authors as they create their works, as they put their books out into the world, Um, and I also uh, work with other artists, so people starting up their business, I work with visual artists, and support them as they put their art out there and generously give what they've got to everybody else so I'm basically just mm. a, a cheerleader someone to bounce ideas off someone to hold people accountable to and I stand there and witness people just be fucking magic
0: yes you got like the best job ever and when you told me I remember you were like I'm a book doula I'm like because I love doulas and I know what that is in the birth world and I was like oh my god that's a great idea like everybody needs a damn book doula yeah no it's like someone and I, I can't
1: Uh, take credit for the name I was given it by a beautiful uh, client that I worked with but it encapsulates what I do so well like and when we create something especially like a novel um, or a big piece of art it's like having another little child and birthing it into the world you Mm. know from within can be such an experience and it's um, so important I think to have someone by your side exactly like a birth doula just witnessing you and supporting you as you bring that
0: creation out of you into the into the world It's so true. And especially I was just saying to you before we started recording, like I'm writing some important piece and I'm trying to piece this book together. And I remember saying to you like, oh, my God, what the hell do I do? And so we're going to definitely get into tips and how, you know, how you guys can get in contact with her if you're interested and you need some help, because so many of you out there have art, have a message, have a book, have movies in you that you want to get out and so would definitely want to get some tips about that but what um what started you doing this like how did you create this idea how did this did this call you did you create it great question I definitely made
1: it up out of thin air I'd never heard of anyone doing anything like this but and I, I was like but I needed me you know I really needed someone mm. doing what I do when I first started writing my books I was so lost I felt very isolated and you know being an artist can feel incredibly isolating and I really needed somebody there just to see me be like and be like hey you know I recognize what you're doing and it's not always easy I see you and I support you and so when I finally came out the other side I had a really difficult time um, when I first chose to write books Um, and I got my shit together and I was like, you know what I fucking needed? I needed a book doula. I needed a creativity mm-hmm. coach. And so um, I chose to
0: become what I needed the most, awesome. um, which was is so powerful. That is the bomb. And how did you even, when were you, like, did you know you wanted to write? And like, how was your childhood? Were you always into all of this writing and novels? And
1: Yeah. I mean, my journey to this point has been so interesting and um, it's really, I mean, up and down and, and undulating for me I've always known I want to be a storyteller whether that was through acting like I know you've had a big call to acting Mm. that storytelling through my physical body um, and writing stories and even just talking like and you too are a natural storyteller we just talk and talk and talk (laughs) Um, and I've always known I've wanted to do that and when I left uni I was like that's all I wanted to do like I just had this extremely strong call to write novels Um, and to tell stories through my words and so I was like okay you know what I'm that's my my call I'm quite stubborn so I was like let's do it uh let's try um but basically what happened was and I'm very grateful to that woman to to me my past self for choosing to do that yeah But, but what happened was six years of me writing my books Leading the creative life, but I was stuck in my stories, and I was very depressed, very low um, and even though I was I chose to do the work and I was uh, like a part of me was like, "No, I really want to do this, I really feel called cool to this. The other part of me um, was trapped in stories, inherited stories so- stories picked up from our culture that the fact that I wanted to be an author meant that I was childish, mm. stupid um, it, I had big issues with thinking that perhaps I was trying to opt out of adulthood. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That I was lazy, a really big one, lazy. Um, And I had all of these stories and they kept me so small. And it meant that um, even though I was like, yes, I'm choosing my art. I want to do this. What really happened was I just like drove myself into the ground because I was doing the act, but I was really, uh, I was so ashamed of myself for what I was doing and so it took a really long time for me to get to a place where I was like, fuck this. I am so depressed. I'm so low. My internal voice was out of control, out of control. Wow. And I had made a cage for myself. I absolutely, I thought I was just the worst person in the whole world because, of, because I wanted to be an artist. Mm. Um, and what happened was I lost my job. I lost my, my muggle job, as I like to call it, that was supporting me. <laughs> I had to I had to move in with my partner's family. Everything really went to shit. I was extremely depressed. Um and I decided to start journaling. Um and that's when my life completely turned around.
0: Yes, we are big journaling fans. Y'all know that on the podcast. Ah, just like making love to my ears, girl. Yes. You know I was waking up in the morning, I would try and do something creative for maybe an hour,
1: and then I would spend maybe from like ten till in night time in tears, like I was not functioning as a normal human yeah. um and it was very difficult, but I found a copy of the Artist's Way by a woman called Julia Cameron, and she within that book she says that you should uh, do morning pages, so just writing in the morning freehand and I was like, "Oh, fuck it, you know I'm not in a good way, whatever I'll try it and I started. And as I did that, I just witnessed the way I was talking to myself. I witnessed my stories. I could just see this inner critic, this internal voice berating me. And having that distance, I think, just really started to help me see where I was at and and how I was treating
0: myself. And it changed everything. Wow. And this is why I think your compassion and your heart in what you do, because you were you like you were her. And you, like, I, I love this when people decide to do things that they needed, because same here. It's like, you know, the person, you know, where they're at, you know, where the thoughts are like you were there, you moved out of there and you can now say, hey, I'm going to take you through this experience because I understand you. And like, there is oh, there's nothing better than that. Exactly.
1: Like you say all the time, like, you know, you've gone through some horrible traumas through your life, mm. but that aids you in in being able to see other people with their traumas. And so for me, yeah, like it was a really hard six years and it was, you know, I got stuck in hugely traumatic cycles of thought. Um, but now as a coach, as a book dealer, I see other creatives, and I can, you know, I can see where they're at and I understand where they're at and what they have to fight against and all mm. that work with the inner voice. And so, yeah, it was rough, but I'm very grateful for the, that time.
0: What a freaking journey you've been on. So many questions. Firstly, for the people listening that are maybe like, oh, I'm not an artist and I don't write books. Listen, keep listening because this is for you because this is for everybody. But for those that are out there questioning that, because that's a question that we come across, it's like, what do, you, what do you think an artist is? What is an artist to you?
1: Oh, yeah, all absolutely capable of art. We are all inherently creative. Um, to me, a piece of art is anything that we make that we give generously to the world mm. so that uh, creates connection with others. So that could be a small business. It could be literal art that we hang on our walls, movies, screenplays, Instagram blogs, whatever it is, something that we create and give generously to others to connect with. I think art is connection. And so I think often lots of people would not associate with the word artist and I didn't actually associate with the word artist for a long time, too. But yeah, it's that idea of giving generously to another with what we make.
0: Yeah. And she's got a big smile. If you cannot see her on her face, like lit up. I love that this lights you up and you like live and breathe this because I follow you on Instagram. And it's so beautiful because it's like you have become this voice for the artist without voices. You know, like you've become like a light for the people that are maybe in the dark or in the shadows or wanting to launch something or wanting to create and give something and it's like, you just are such a bold stand for that. And I love that because I'm, I am feel like that's my jam with confidence. It's like, let us let us do this thing so we can guide the way. So how are you? So I remember you said six years you were in some depression. It was hard for you, the journaling and the book that came across you. What were some of the things that really got you out of that? And maybe if you do go into journaling, like what specifically? yeah. so journaling has become something it's
1: like it's like my other form of art I write novels and I journal for me it's like intricately linked with how I
0: am magic yeah 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 yeah
1: so for me what really turned the page was first of all it was just witnessing how I was talking to myself it was quite confronting at times I was like you know you know, you see your inner critic for what it is and it's, it can be very, you know, it can be confronting. And I had very cyclical thoughts. So I would always be like, why can't I make enough money? Why, why do I deserve to be an artist? Why do I think that I get to do this? And I, and I saw the same thing on the page every single day, but eventually what started happening was I started seeing another voice. And this um, voice is something I talk about a lot. And I have um, a journaling guide out at the moment that really encourages. Yes. I know. It's it's so good. So excited. this new voice to come through, which is this mothering voice. And we are learning to mother ourselves through the journaling pages. Mm. And what I found was that even though there was this really negative, heavy voice on the, on the page, there was also this voice that just, wanted to care for me, that didn't want me to be in pain. It was this voice that said, you know, I know that this is really hard and you're really struggling today, but I just want you to take a few breaths. I want you to go get a cup of tea. I want you to just take a moment to just breathe. Mm. It was this very gentle voice that started coming in on the page. And as soon as I noticed her and noticed the way that she made me feel, I started pulling it out a lot. So she became my carer on the page. And I developed this new voice that really and she to this very day, every single day, I finish off my journaling, going, Hey, baby girl, I know you're doing so well. I know this might be hard, but you're doing so well. And it's just like, gives me tingles, you know, Mm, just this. Like unconditional love for yourself and it can feel funny at times, you know, it might not feel natural to you, but just the act of writing on the page being like, Hey, you know, you're doing so well. I know it's not always easy and you're scared and you're vulnerable, but I see you showing up and I'm, I'm so proud of you. And just by writing that stuff on the page, it's
0: like, oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, it completely changed my life. Oh, my God. I love it. You know why, too? Because I think we do predominantly think these negative thoughts about ourselves and that we're not good enough and all that. And that's like the loud voice that's tapped into the rest of humanity and the media and like conditioning. And it's like the external top level voice. But then there's like if you get quiet enough and some of y'all are not getting quiet enough, you're too out there, right? Like, when you go in, and you're quiet, and you're alone, and you're in your room, and you have a piece of paper, or you're in the bathtub, or you're like, alone and quiet, there's this, if you truly seek, you will find this, like, like you're saying this voice. And I love that you talk about that, because she's there, right? Like, That This is the whole thing about the Queen of Confidence. Like, she's in you, she's in me, she's this amazing, fucking awesome woman. But, like, we just smash her down and she doesn't get a chance to come out. And when she comes out, we, like, berate her in the mirror. Like, who do you think you are? You look fat, you look this. She's like, fuck you all, I'm going back in, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, Wow. And I think that often um, we see the inner critic as
1: like the adversary. So, and that's what I felt for a really long time. When I read all these thoughts on the pages, I was like, this woman's a bitch, you know, this yeah. inner critic's a bitch. <laughs> and um, like I've heard people say when trying to combat the inner critic by saying things like, oh, imagine if it was like Trump saying these things to you, like giving the voice yeah. like an actual adversarial yeah. personality. But what I think I found through the pages was that this inner voice is actually just a really fucking scared inner a child. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's how I, I chose to treat journaling is like um, that voice that that's very cruel to us sometimes. And, and then I witnessed on the page, I saw her as my inner child, just completely terrified. And in response to that fear, I allowed her to have a mother. And that was that other voice that came on
0: the page. And so for me, journaling became a practice of remothering my inner child. I love that. And I love it too, because there's so many of us out there with like, you know, people say like daddy issues. And I'm like, listen, all the women I work with, we got mommy issues, like, never mind daddy issues. And so for someone out there who maybe doesn't have a great mother relationship, or maybe they lost their mother, how would you invite them to go towards this like the mothering?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes it takes practice to understand how you want to be taken care of. Yeah. But I think, you know, a good idea is to, is to literally just think about how you, how do you like other people to take care of you? For me, I like to awesome. be given, um, like I like people to like create comforting spaces for me. Comfort's a big one. So if I'm feeling vulnerable and scared, I really want someone to be like, do you want to just sit down and have a cup of tea? And yeah. that's how I like to be treated by others. Um, not necessarily my mother, but by others. That's how I feel safe and how I feel taken care of. So my inner voice and my mothering voice on the page, literally I ask myself if I want a cup of tea all the time on the page. Do you need a cup of tea? What do you need? Asking myself what I need. That's the best question in the world. I love it um and just and really honing in on those things that make you feel safe that make you feel loved mm. and I even do the thing where I just like if I'm really feeling out of sorts I might just like list things that I love
0: but you know what too you're like reorganizing your mind the focus is oh my god all this bad crazy shit or it's like hold on a minute and it's like it's so general but sometimes we have to go general to just get out of the shit show that we're living in. So for those out there that maybe have, I need to get one of these journaling guides and we're going to come back and talk to sisterhood ladies because y'all be hitting me up like, how do we journal? Is there a certain way to journal? I don't, I'm not good at journaling. And I think we think we have to be like, dear diary, you know? Um, so can you talk to that? Like your guide, how did you create this? Like what, what is it for and how can people journal if they're not good at it? perfect i think it's
1: i I totally understand i get a lot of questions like that too like they i i um video my journaling each day so people often send questions being like oh what are you writing about what's going on and it's totally i think very normal to feel apprehensive about starting the practice because i feel like there are a lot of rules around these kind of things but at its core there is absolutely no rules and the way that you journal is is completely unique and magic to you um But what I choose to do, especially at the beginning, is I just had to write two pages, just stream of consciousness, whatever was on my mind. And that just kind of allowed me to witness what was going on in my Mm, head. mm. Um, But that can be quite intimidating for people because, you know, they get stuck or they don't know what's going on. So in the journaling journaling compendium, I basically, how I created it was I went through all my old journals and I just looked at the big themes that came up. And there are hundreds of questions in the journaling compendium just gently guide you towards however it works for you. Just taking care of yourself
0: on the pages. Yeah.
1: So it's very step-by-step so you don't feel too lost because it can be intimidating when you start.
0: Oh my goodness. I love it because so many of us think that there's a way, like there's certain things that we have to ask. And I love the stream of consciousness and I have like a really rude way of explaining it, but I'm like, I want you to like take a shit on paper with your mind. Like it's like diarrhea of your mind on paper. Let it all come out. And I think- How do you feel like when people start looking at what they wrote, what do you recommend with that? Like, do we look, do we check, do we change it?
1: So I chose not to look at my journals for the first three, four months as I wrote. Um, And I think sometimes that's really necessary um, just so that you feel like you have a safe space to just poop, poop on your page. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that you're not worried about your own judgment because you might not yet be in a place for you to be able to fairly look back at what you're writing. Yes. I knew intuitively when I was ready um, and I chose to start rereading maybe about, yeah, it was probably more like six months into my practice and I journal every single day. Awesome. And i I was like, I'm ready now to start reflecting. And I think it's cause I've seen some growth. It was very powerful to me to reread. Yeah. Um, and I got to see the work that I'd done and it was, it was very hard to watch myself. And if I go back now, you know, it's, it's hard to watch how I treated myself, but it was a learning experience. Yeah. But yeah very person to person and it can be a really good thing I think to give yourself space and not reread for quite some time
0: Mm. yeah I think it's true because then you you stop it or you judge it or you you question it I remember what you were saying to me when I'm writing she's you would like just write don't try to edit it like a typo or like exit and I love you always talk on Instagram about produce your shitty work if it's shitty if it's half done who gives a fuck like put it out there Like, get that shit out. Tell us about that because I think that that's so important. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think one of the biggest issues that we have as creators is
1: a a situation with perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Um, And I totally get it. Like, I totally get it. We want our work to be good. We've got this, you know, idea in our head of how we want it to look. So when we create it, we want it to look like that. But it's essentially a form of self-sabotage massively. And it's an armor that we wear so that we don't have to be vulnerable. So many people. I think it's something like ninety-eight percent of people who start a book don't finish. Um, it's wow. crazy, and that's because they rewrite, 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 rewrite because it's never the way they want it to be. You mm. know, people don't get past chapter one because they keep going back, back, and back. When I coach my writers, five hundred words a day. I do not give a fuck how bad they are. Please God, may they be terrible. Just yeah. give me the shit. Like, just get <laughs> it out of. The- it's poop. It's word poop again. Get it onto the yeah. page.
0: Yeah, you'll be constipated and then nothing will be flowing.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, We need, especially, you know, when we first create something, it's not going to be good and it's an unrealistic
0: expectation for us to think Mm. it will be. Can you guys like pause and just rewind the last 10 seconds and listen to that shit again? Because that is the fucking jam. Can you say that again? Like... Oh my God.
1: (laughs) When we first create something, it's an unrealistic expectation to think it will be good. It's totally unrealistic. We cannot have that expectation of ourselves. It is really fucking mean. And just Mm. like, it's unhealthy for us to think that when we first create something, it's going to be great. So in a first draft of a book, I, I require it to be bad. Otherwise you've been fucking around. (laughs) Um, <laughs> this is terrible good job keep going 100%. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I want I want the shitty draft I really yeah. do I'm, I really do and that just gives you um, like a freedom to express yourself without rules boundaries perfectionism getting in your way oh my um, god I love it yeah we need to give permission to be shit um, yeah. because we don't get beyond that I don't think like we either stop or we're shit you know Once you've got a shitty thing, you can improve it or you can, you know, try again or you can do it in a different way. But we have to get to the shit first.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. So this and this is like confidence. It's just like you're not going to be confident. You're going to be like horrible. You're going to get it wrong. You gonna fuck it up. You're going to fall down. You're going to fall down so many times. And it's like you got to keep going. And now look at you like you're writing. You create books. You help people do this. And it would have been how many shitty pieces of paper with like word vomit that's just like none of this shit makes sense but you get to almost like purge the initial bullshit and self-doubt
1: it's just part of this journey and i think so much, many of us want to skip that part
0: yeah and, and you can't listen i'm in that journey okay woman i'm just like okay we're gonna write this this thing i'm writing right now i can't tell you what it is yet but you'll hear, hear about soon and i'm like oh my gosh and then you like the minute you stop You start questioning and second-guessing, and then all these bazillion ideas try to come in and distract you, and and then you're like, where the fuck am I? Where did I just go in my head? Like, you just end up somewhere else <laughs> so I
1: see you I see you the process of creating is like character building confidence building fucking work like mm. you know if it, when we have to create something you know all the self-doubt comes in martyrdom procrastination the inner critic like we're getting you know there's a <laughs> the war on our of- <laughs> <laughs> and we have to sit in our truth and be vulnerable and create our art and understand it This is an act of generosity. I think people often forget that. Like when you're creating art, it often feels like it's selfish or, you know, you're getting your inner critic telling you it's shit or, but really what you're doing is you're giving a gift to the world. And if you don't understand that, you're not going to realize how important it is and how important you are and what you're doing is so fucking necessary. Um, Other
0: people need what you have. Mm. I remember you said that before and I just like, was like, yes, 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 yes. That is. And it's so crazy because we don't want to public speak. And a lot of my clients before they have to speak, they're always like, can you give me a loving bitch slap? Can you tell me something? And it's like, what are you, who are you there for? Like, why, what are you, who are you doing it for? Who are you showing up for? Like, who are you going to impact? How are you going to help them? Like, I think we get into the we, 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 I, I, I am so shit. I'm shit. I'm shit. I, I, I. And it's like, step into the people that are gonna receive your work and your incredible message. Okay, so I've got um, a a question from one of my ladies who is wanting to write a book and has all the questions and um, I've sent her your way and she loves you. Uh, But I thought if if we have her, because there's a lot of people that have a business that listen to this podcast, a lot of women that want to launch and they have amazing stories and they want to share them. And so instead of sending me your fucking 17 page stories, I'm like, tell the world. So how would you recommend that someone who has a story, whether fiction, nonfiction, their story, whatever, to share like start to get it out or get it put together because sometimes if it's a big fucking story you're like ah huge yeah huge. Like that, there's yeah. so
1: many ways to do it um and we're so lucky and blessed like this is the age of the artist. we have so many different platforms that we can share we can have so many different ways that we can we can create our art but yeah. for someone who's wanting to start you know a memoir a novel whatever it is that big writing project um First of all, you have to literally sit down and write your first 500 words. And Mm. that is weirdly the hardest part because, (laughs) you know, with these big art projects, we we think that, you know, oh, I've got to write, you know, 70,000 words or 80,000 words, but you have to start and they have to be shit and it has to be Mm. a shitty 500 words Um, and just sitting down and being like, well, it doesn't matter if you start the beginning, the middle, it literally doesn't matter. You just need to start that ball rolling. Um, Yeah. And and that means facing that inner critic, the perfectionist, the procrastinator, you've got to sit down and face all of those demons and realize that your art's important, that we need your art and start writing those 500 words. And and I'd say 500 words because, you know, you can do that in 20 minutes um, and that's the beginning. And I, I choose to do that amount each day, minimum and books. I've written three books that way,
0: you know? Wow. Wow. And it's just like go, go for it, do it, get it, fucking do it in the toilet, wherever, <laughs> wherever you can.
1: If you got thirty minutes a day, you can
0: write a book in a year. Wow, do you hear that, y'all? Listen to me. You have to get onto it. So, biggest lesson so far that you have learned in this world and this work of creativity, artistry, supporting artists, being an artist. Biggest lesson, like takeaway so far that you maybe even from last year because we just finished a year, a decade.
1: Oh, okay. For me, combating my shame stories, this belief that I was lazy or, or a child, not yet an adult because I wanted a creatively abundant life. And, you know, and dare I say it, I wanted to create money from my art. Like I had yeah. so many stories around that, that made me feel very small, very stupid. Mm. Um, and so for me, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, and I really honed it in last year was that it's kind of surrounding the myth of of Icarus and it's like the idea that the Icarus deception is what um, he's an author called Seth Godin. He talks about it. This idea that like we are taught and culturally we, it's like soaked into the fabric of our society that we shouldn't aim too high. We can't fly too close to the sun. Icarus flew Mm. too close to the sun um, and he, perished this is the idea that we should stay small and we'll be safe Mm. when in reality that's just a fucking like just a shit ton of it's bullshit and we need to take what we are being called for we need to fly close to the sun um we need to realize that it's not about them it's about us and if we want something we we are allowed to take it um And for me, that was just such a big revelation because I always thought that what a good life meant, you know, staying in place and not breaking the rules and, and not asking for much, you know, I wanted a creative life. I wanted to write books um, and to connect with other people through my art and to make money through my art and the shame that surrounded that was huge. Wow! But, you know, I, it's just, it's been a long journey, but realizing but It's not shameful at all. It's fucking powerful and magical. And it's, you know, it's our right to take our art and to share our art and to do what our heart calls for. And so we need to be flying close to the sun. We need to be going for what we are being called for. And it's, you know, it's not just reserved for these, you know, celebrity artists. It's time for us. Yeah and it's literally that it's the time of art you know with all of the beautiful connections that we have on social media it's our time and we
0: get to shine
1: and so I know we need to be doing it
0: and how good art is it like I'm so happy like I was saying it's 2019 but 2020 where you have social media that's free it is your microphone to the globe literally you want to go global like open an Instagram page like you're now global literally right and and you see so many artists popping up that are doing their work or sharing their, any kind of art, I mean, their podcast, their, their, their paintings, their drawings. I love Gabby Rose that she's got, like, I love her. She's incredible, you know, and she's doing all this beautiful work. And it's just like, what a great time to be a gypsy, live wherever you want, you know, work from wherever. I love your story about the adulting and the money and shame, because I do think that that is, it, it's something that really uh, disrupts the women that are wanting to create work or wanting to live an abundant life and do what they love, not work a nine to five, let's say. So did you grow up kind of with that? When I, when I hear my clients say like, I shouldn't do this. I'm like, who is that? Is that your dad? Is that your mom? Is that your grandma? Is that your auntie? Like you can hear their family speaking through their mouth. It's so weird. Like, is like it totally yeah. inherited belief system. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, it's so powerful. And I still, every single day I show up and I have to break down those stories and I still yeah. have them, you know, and it's an everyday work. Um, and I used to like try and create in nine to five barriers. Cause I, I really felt like, Oh, you know, even if yeah. I, if I wrote from nine to five, that kind of looks like a regular nine to five life. So, you know, and I wanted to fit in because of those inherited stories. Um, but the truth is, is that you don't have to you can make money doing art from, you know, 9 to 10 a.m. and doing nothing for the rest of the day. There yes. are so many opportunities that you can take if you're willing to take them. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you can live a totally creatively abundant life um, if you choose to really follow that calling, take the risks, enjoy the risks, um, you yeah. know, go on an adventure.
0: And know that, like, that's the whole part of it. It is not this beautiful, clean road ahead. It's very, <laughs> it is very turbulent and crazy. <laughs> Buckle up. I think when people see you and they're like, oh, well, easy. Like, you're doing it and that's it. And it's like, well, you didn't see the journey, too. Like, the jungle of shit that you walk through and the six years of you writing and like depression and doubting yourself and I think that creates the like the pressure that creates the diamond like I think that creates the most amazing people like yourself and I'm so happy you're serving others because when you walk through the flames how, how you did and you've come out and been like listen like I'm not just talking about this shit. I was you. I did the same thing. There's – you create – and I just really want to honor you, Amy, because you create, like, the possibility. Like, you become the example of what's possible when you show up, when you're scared as fuck, when you show up anyway, and you keep going. And then you've used your art to now inspire and help so many other people. And you've built this journaling thing, prompter. Like, I I can't wait to get my hands on it because – it, it is it, it, like it's powerful because people, you know, it changes lives journaling, but it's like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to buy. Like, I love you, Kiki K, but like we need some, you know what I'm saying? We need something to guide us. So I, I really want to honor you because I think that what you've done is, yeah, it's fucking powerful and we need it. And you're always telling people like, we need your art no matter because I also wanted to be an actress. And I think we talked about it in our first uh, um rehearsal podcast that we have. <laughs> We talked about like we're both obsessed with acting and like characters and like playing all these things and I had fucking imaginations and I used to always I wasn't hating on the actors but I'd be like why are they the ones that get the parts still like where are the new actors there's so many incredible talented people that want to be actors and yet it was like the same people got the roles
1: you know. I completely agree and I think that's what's so exciting about this time now is because the gatekeeping of art so publishers casting agents you know that kind of gatekeeping strata that we uh, fear um, because they're the ones that say yes or no to you being able to do your art or not be able to do your art they can't keep us small anymore the world's too connected we have too many opportunities to show our art in different ways you know if you want to make a movie you can fucking make a movie put it online if you want to write a book you can write a book by yourself you don't need anybody else so it really truly is our time to show our art and to give our art to the world and there's space for us
0: and it is you're so right because even now the people that want to be actors I remember when I was acting here in Melbourne he's like get your Instagram up get your face out there you know promote yourself get your own photos do your own videos on YouTube like get yourself out there and I think that it is such a possibility now, and and so funny too that you said because one of my friends just published she self published a book, um she's like it was expensive but I did it and like now I think it's gonna get picked up and you know so awesome and she's she's in the corporate world you know she's a business coach and how do you how do you see it now like where's the future of this going for those people that want to get some some art or some books out there do they still have to play the game or can they just totally rogue it up? Break
1: all the rules that don't feel right with you. (laughs) You know, if you, if you're butting up against a rule that you just, it's not feeling right, it's keeping you small, break it. There'll be a way around it. Um, I think there is literally room for play. It's not really playing a game. It's play. Like what aligns with you? How do you want to do this? We're at the beginning really of this very new world. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be, you know, so many different ways that you can do it. And you've got to, I think it's
0: about listening to your intuition. So much has changed and so funny too because I remember like anchor like anchor this podcast platform that you can make a podcast from your phone like tomorrow right now in five minutes like, you know, Spotify is now doing podcasts massively like all of this. I think the people are really taking their artistic power right now and it's such an exciting time. Totally. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of people get really
1: intimidated by that. They think, oh my God, everyone's doing something. Everyone's putting out yes, yes, there. Yes. there's not enough space for me. There's not enough space for me. And I hear that a lot. People get panicked um, by the fact that everybody's, or well, not everybody, really seriously, not everybody, but that people are choosing to share their work. Um, and they believe that they are not, they don't have not earned the space or there's too many people doing the same thing. Um, and that's a bullshit story that will yep. keep really fucking small. Mm. And the truth is that literally nobody, literally nobody can give the world what you can give. And once you understand that you, there's, you're not um, competing for a market with another person because you're not doing the same thing as that other person. Yep. You're yep. doing what you're doing and you can create your entirely unique market just for you. Um, it's not like you're Samsung and Apple, you know? Yeah. You know, they're they're giving out two of the same product, two phones, and people are going to have one or the other. But with art, I can have your podcast, Angel's podcast, 50 other podcasts on, and I can listen to them all. You know, you're not stealing from each other's market. In fact, you're probably, you're sharing, you're probably feeding into one another's market Yeah, a much more abundant place than i think people think um and there is so much space for you this is literally the beginning claim your space
0: take Mm. up that space because we need what you have and nobody else can do it it's so true and it's not too late like no matter what age or however however long you think you've waited to do this it's like what a perfect time and and you're right like no one's going to have the way you see things how you see things i, I laugh when people are like who's your competition i'm like ah uh, nobody there's no competition you know like there is no there are other coaches but there's no other people like me and you're not going to be everybody's flavor but how fucking awesome that there are like 70 billion ice cream shops that you can go to <laughs> exactly what a beautiful way to say it exactly and uh, yes. uh, totally yeah. right so yeah that
1: that, I think that piece of resistance of saying there's not enough space for me uh, really needs to be unpacked. And if that's something that you're dealing with, yeah, I would encourage you to just journal about it. Like why why has that belief come into your life? Because yeah. there is definitely space for you
0: and your art. Yeah. And do you find too when you, in your journal, when you write and when it prompts you to think about where this came from or how long you've had it, like don't you you find that it like takes you down another rabbit hole? Oh, it's huge.
1: Yeah. I could, I could go on and on, and a lot of a lot of people who have been working with the journaling companion send me pages of like eight, nine, ten handwritten pages of wow. just like, I've unpacked this, and that led to this, and that led to this, and you know, there's so many layers to our beliefs, and and sometimes it really does just take pulling them
0: away one step at a time, and just really being curious as to where you where you can go. Wow, and it's just like show up, sit your ass down, write it. People say all the time, I'm not a writer, I'm not a writing kind of person. What would you say to someone that says that?
1: Um, I mean, this writing doesn't have to be beautiful in any way. Yeah. In fact, I have a lot of people who destroy their work after they've written it. Um, I know a lot of people have, you know, trust issues with writing down, you know, sensitive things, and I encourage them to destroy what they write so that they have a truly awesome. safe space to process. Great idea. Um, but again, this... I have a lot of people as well who worry about it being not neat and they get really obsessive with pens and stuff and other, yeah. another, another way of getting in the way of you and your inner work. Um, and if you don't think you're a good writer, like these things, this journaling is solely for you and unpacking for you and you do not need to be a writer Uh, in any way just articulate yourself you know what's your soul unravel on the page like shit will come out
0: yeah yeah especially I think if you're not a writer and you are telling yourself I'm not a good writer I'm not a writer it's like allow that empty space of you on paper like you on paper however I love you you're just gold every single time um mentors who are some people that you look up to do you have any anybody that you love that has paved a way for you or that you look up to or you love and you you know see as somebody who's maybe leading the way or has taken you out of some of the darkness yeah I have a few um so I mentioned it before, but Seth Godin, he
1: wrote the Icarus Deception and that book really turned things upside down for me. So if you're somebody who's, um, wants to begin a, a business or a creative business, he is all about fucking up the rules. He is the <laughs> permission giver, like, um, and he talks a lot about, um, in kind of more of a practical way, how today's economy is got space for you and how you can really, really do some fucking incredible things like world changing shit. If yeah. you want to take up space right now. So Seth Godin, he's on Instagram and it's everywhere basically and but the icarus deception was a book that completely changed my life last year and just gave me a perspective and also a recognition of how fucking cool i am you know yes girl and that's what we need we really need to recognize how cool we are because we are doing the thing and making the art yes he's been super important to my life he's awesome um last year i also made a beautiful connection with brooke solace who's a poet oh, and been, brooke solace she really lives her truth like just a mm. fu- fuck yes fuck no type of incredible mm. creative who um really uh is devoted to her craft and she f- for me she i did a podcast with her and she taught me so much in that podcast uh talking about rest and taking rest because i mean i could do a whole new podcast about it as creatives rest is really
0: interesting you need to come back we need to do it let's do it
1: <laughs> definitely um and she's taught me a lot about taking my time and taking the rest which has been
0: mm.
1: and Brooke's works our uh, permission givers in themselves so for anyone who wants to um really delve into it their art she has an amazing book out at the moment talking about it's called rebellion and it's about
0: awesome back in the system and doing doing the art that you love isn't it so good it's such a time like I know that you've paved the way for so many that even just get to see you on social media if they're from around the world and you obviously work with people everywhere yeah. globally yeah. And like, hello, you live in Sydney and you work with people globally because why not? And we are looking at each other on some technology and we have the possibility. So, oh, my gosh. OK. And we're going to get all of your details, too, because I want everybody who is interested to hit her up. She's got amazing shit. I want to talk about your journal um, and also about your novels and what you've written. But favorite book fiction and nonfiction so you gave us seth and you gave us the artist way but do you have any because i know you write also like fiction and you love that shit so like tell us (laughs) oh no i know like
1: the the big question the question (laughs) stresses everyone out okay So I write uh, medieval fiction. I did my uni degree in medieval medieval history. I love it so much. I know. And I specialized in like sex culture. So culture um, about like medieval pornography and medieval sex work and how medieval people um, kind of viewed sex in their society, which was fascinating. So that's the fiction that I write.
0: And and the books, and what do they tell
1: us, the names? So they're actually just called at the moment. So at the moment, I'm working at at publishing them. So I have two Yes. Once I know. It's so exciting. Um, oh I call them by their protagonist names at the moment. So Elizabeth is my first one. And that's about awesome. um, a lady in high medieval society who falls from grace and she becomes a nun and then she becomes a sex worker. Wow. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So I used my experience really uh, with finding out my own sexuality and kind of unpacking those you know, rules around sex in my life. Uh, and I really use that within the, in, within that story. Cool. And then I've got Maud, and that's about witches in the medieval society.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, it's yeah. so cool.
1: Uh, you're freaking awesome. <laughs> the history really
0: it really provides a lot of stories. We've, we live in a, a wild world. But it's so cool that, like, you're able to take the times from then and merge it with this, bits of your story, creating your own, like... People and 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 it's it's really just like unlimited capped no just no fucking limits to the imagination and what you can make.
1: Yeah, it's the best. It's so freeing. Like, it it's like you need to write a movie? My, <laughs> I know, oh, I know. I think about that. Um, it connects me straight back to my inner child. Like that imagination is just like endless. yes so much fun
0: oh my Um, gosh
1: yeah those are my two books at the moment that I'm looking at publishing um but books that I really enjoy fiction that I really enjoy um Philippa Gregory is an author who writes Tudor fiction so similar time period to me it's very sordid um about the kings and queens of those days and I love all of her books so if you're needing that kind
0: of medieval juiciness I love it some kings and queens (sighs) my love we need you to come back and We need you to tell us all the things because honestly, seriously, this is just I really what I want you to take away from this as well, especially if you are someone who feels stuck, who feels like you haven't played in the creative space in a while. Hopefully you got permission to just let your hands go crazy without anybody watching. It's just your own sacred time and space. Um, And I think to so many of y'all that listen to the podcast are in some pain or in some trauma or in some relationships that don't serve you and are are trying to find a way out. And I really love that for you, Amy, this was like your way, like your way to see yourself on the paper and, and how you were thinking and feeling. Y'all know I'm a fan of it. I love it. I think it's incredible. And I think we're so scared to do that sometimes as well because – we kind of get to tap into the mind and what the mind is saying. And it's like, fuck, really? That's what it's saying? I want to change the channel.
1: (laughs) Totally. I mean, I work with um, several artists who who find the practice really difficult because it is witnessing pain. But um, it is also that pain you can alchemize into art. You can alchemize into joy, like um, through the pages.
0: And so many artists as well, like when – when people sing and have songs and they're like a number one hits and it's like, clearly people resonate with that message or the, you know, it's just like your pain is not to go alone and we can experience it together.
1: Yeah. Alchemizing pain through, whether it's through the journal, whether it's through your art, however you choose to do that and alchemizing it into, you know, something that people can connect with and to, you know, into art, mm. it's, it's so potent and that's the kind of art that really connects.
0: Yes, and I think that's what, like, I love when you share on Instagram because it's, like, it's real shit. It's not, like, you know, I, it's unfortunate that there's, like, the perfection and the the heavy, like, publishing houses that are so, like, the contracts are, like, you don't even want to read it. I, I feel, I kind of feel like that about my TED Talk. I'm not going to lie. I was saying to Angel, we went online to check out TED, and it's, like, fuck, just the application, just the words before you apply are so intimidating.
1: Gatekeeping.
0: Gosh, it's, like, something that's never been talked about ever before. It's, like, what? Like... Fucking people have talked about everything before. Are you kidding me? Like, no pressure, Brene Brown. Thanks a lot. You know, like it's like... So I love that because you, you strengthen yourself and you just go for it. And you can't fucking lose when you create your art and you let yourself be. You cannot lose. Um, uh, I just love what you're about. Tell us how can we... First of all, like stalk you and learn more about you. Work with you. Um, buy this journal. I want you to tell me tell me about the journal again. So like, what it is, what it's for, and where we can get it. And then we'll hear all about the. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. So it's called the Journaling Compendium, and you can buy it on my website, which you can find through my Instagram, um, which is Inspired To Write. I love it. Um, Um, Or just my website is just my name, which is amymcnee.com. So you can find it there. It's basically, it's a guide. I hold your hand the entire way through. So if this is something that makes you particularly nervous, this is a really, really good way to start. It's 31 days, so you can do it over a month, or you can take longer, and there's hundreds of prompts in there. So each day... We just look at a topic and I literally hold your hand all the way through, guide you through it, lead you inwards so that you can really unpack stuff that is really needing to be unpacked. So you can understand how important and magic and profound you are. Um, And it asks you like a plethora of different questions, where you've been, where you're going. So yeah, you can find that on my website. Um, it's a digital product, so you literally just flick it. You can have it on your phone, and it will just guide you through oh, your pages. The best
0: on oh, the phone?
1: Yes. Okay. Good. So we're mobile and coaching. So if you wanted to, if you have like a novel or um, or a piece of like a business that you want to open, or <clears throat> art that's calling your name, any big artistic project—that's um, where I'm there to support you. Um, I have one spot left for this year.
0: Oh my goodness, you crazy! Look
1: at you. I love it. It's so cool. Um, that's so good. It would be an honor to work with you if
0: you if that one spot is calling for you. Awesome. And you have. So there is a podcast. The yes. The podcast
1: is called Unpublished.
0: Uh huh. Yes, I love it. The best name.
1: It just investigates everything to do with the creative life. We talk to um, other creatives who have done things differently. We investigate what it means to create art, put it out there in the world, and we go over a plethora of different topics. And I do that with my husband,
0: who is also an author. How good is that? You guys are the best. Um, oh you're pretty gosh. cute. Yeah, you're pretty cute. I like I like the I like the couples that work together. I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, so podcast, um, journaling compendium, you can work with me. Um, and then my fiction, I will keep be keeping you updated because that's gonna be yes. in your hands soon too.
0: I am so excited for you, honey. Congratulations. Here's to a massive year of creativity, of changing lives, of getting your art into the world as well. And thank you for being who you are because you are fucking doing some big, amazing shit in the world. Thank you, Erica. Erica. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Grateful. Yay. My love, I want to meet in real life. So if you are in the Los Angeles area, if you're on the West Coast, I'm coming to L.A. on the 23rd of February, 2020. It is a Sunday. We are going to create confidence. It's the second stop on the Creating Confidence global tour. Your girl's going global, y'all. With a sold-out event in Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, my goodness. That place was magic. And continuous sold-outs events here in Melbourne, Australia. I am so pumped to be going back to my motherland of the US and A. And I used to live in Los Angeles, believe it or not. So I can't wait to meet y'all. There are early bird tickets available for a limited time. A limited time. So if you want to get in there, you want to meet me, you want to create some confidence. It's going to be a five-hour workshop with a special guest. It's going to be so much fun. Hamish is coming. We're going to do a beautiful meditation at the end. I'm going to teach you everything I know about creating your own kind of confidence, cultivating what you want to be confidence. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. It's all about FWOT, which stands for how to fuck what others think or how to forget what others think if you don't like swearing, how to stop comparing yourself to other people so much, how to stand in your voice and reclaim your confidence. Please don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Head to thequeenofconfidence.com under the events tab, or you can head to my Instagram. Everything is in my bio in the link. I can't wait to meet you in LA. And don't worry if you're not in Los Angeles. We are coming to the East Coast. We are coming to the UK. We are doing the damn thing, y'all. If you cannot come to any of these, our last option is a retreat in Bali, which is going down in June. To hear more about that, head to the website, check out the retreat. But if you can make it to LA, please do. I would love to meet you and squeeze you in real life. See you there. you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.